good morning. Good to see each one here today. This has been one of those days. The week has been crazy. Um, um, you already mine's no good. Well, yeah, I got two. I, I put one on each side when I move my arms. So glad you're here. Interesting, as I said, uh, uh, your pastor took off with his family, and then he took the church chairman, and they took off, and took the praise team with him, and so I just don't want to alarm you, but they're all gone. <laughs> but I, I think our division is only temporary. <laughs> they are on their way back, and uh, uh, so plus others that have gone, I know they had a great time. Now, I'll tell you what I did, when I thought it was the Lord. There was a day when I would have gone, yes, let's drive to Florida this weekend. <laughs> Remember those days, Lane? You never give them a thought. Just drive right down. So they get in the vans and they're down there 12 hours down, nonstop, except for a few spots here and there. And so it starts down there, and all of a sudden my wife discovers a link on the internet that has televised the whole production from 10 to 10. So I was part of it. <laughs> I sat there most of the day, so without getting in a van to drive to Florida, but uh, uh, it was powerful. Over close to 100,000 people there. Now, we've been telling you, and I'm going to tell you something. been saying God's moving in America. God's pouring out his spirit in a fresh and anointing way because there's a great harvest coming, and the church is going to finally become what the church needs to be. Aren't you glad God's grace is, and his patience with his church? I mean, we talk about how patient he is with sinners. He's patient with us. because, uh, But he knows in due time how long it takes and what he's going to do. But there's a great revival coming to the church. And a new, fresh sense of the love for the Father. Because he's getting ready. He's getting ready to draw. So the love of the And guess where we're headed? To a party. So the love of the church is going to begin to increase like it's ever before. We've had love for Jesus, a love for the Holy Spirit, but now we're in the time of the Father, and we do are going to grow in that knowledge. And then there's a great harvest coming. I've heard uh, growing up, I'm now, what, 29? I'm 39. Uh, but I remember here it preached, you know, Lord, just get us out of here. We're just hanging on. This world is so terrible. And it was always a defeatist attitude. And I thought, this is not, I thought the church was going to go out triumphal. I've got news for you. By the time we get out of here and all that's been harvested, the world's going to be glad we're gone. Because we're about to make, the Holy Spirit's about to make an impact on this world. And I watched it yesterday. What I love about it, they had a pile of people there from Brazil where the Holy Spirit is being poured out mightily and many are being saved. And they come up here, and do you know what they said? They get up and said, you know, America has spent all their money in sending their missionaries to us. They've taught us about Jesus. And, she, and they said, now, what we're experiencing, we want to sow back to America. Because America, we need revival. Not every church is going to, going to pot, uh, but many of them are. And we've got to really watch what they believe, what they say they believe. Because America is in trouble. But... The true body of believers, we're going out triumphant. Amen? We're going to take many with us. And so uh, saw a mighty move. 
I saw the, you talk about oh, the youth <laughs> and the, the young adults. I mean, I'm talking about thousands of them worshiping God, being filled with the Spirit of God, being saved, and just mighty move. And I said, telling my wife, I said, now this is what God's been saying is coming. It's coming to America. America, we are the ones who the sun is. In fact, the reason we're still being prosperous, you say, well, God likes us. Uh, no, he does. But he's prospering America because we have always been the pro key propagator of the gospel around the world. And we're being revived to do it again. Amen. God is going to, and then we're standing with Israel. And we need to be praying for Israel. And we need to be standing with Israel because that's part of the last days. I, I, I've been in the church many years and I've heard about the Lord's return, but he is nearby. Now, I'm not going to give you a date, month, or time, but we're there. And it's going to be better and better until it takes place for the church. I wouldn't give you two cents for those that are outside of Christ, but that's our call to share the gospel with them. What I loved about this conference is called Send. And I mean, there was a mighty move of the Spirit of God over the people. And, but the issue is, and what we want to talk about this morning, God does not pour out his spirit for the church to just enjoy it. Do I hear an amen to that? And we got to get that. This is what happens. I have been around long enough to know where I've seen God's spirit move out on a church. And we get all excited and we get full of joy and we get happy and we just want to praise God. And after a while, we pretty well draw on our perimeters. And if you don't want to praise God, you don't need to come in here, you know. And we're here to, and I want to go, and pretty soon, I've seen many of them, they start to what? Die. You know why? Because they start becoming self-centered. When this church becomes all about us only, and not about the fact that we are here to pass the good news on, we will begin to dry up. Just like we do personally. That's why there's many saints. I see saints sitting in church and have allowed the belief systems to change before their eyes. And they're sitting there like, and I know, I know as I go to conferences, I know a lot of people, I go, I can't believe you're saying that. Because guess what? You come and you sit and it's all about you. After a while, to be self-centered is, and there's just no other word for it, death. And when we sow to ourselves, we reap to, we sow to ourselves only, we start dying. How many know about your selfish? How many selfish people do we have here? You're selfish to the core because your flesh is selfish. And you want it all about you. So we might as well admit to it. Now it's been crucified at the cross. Praise God. It's crucified and we, by faith. We nail it down. But I want us to just look at... Uh, David's been in Acts, and I want us to just look at why the Holy Spirit was poured out. Remember correctly, by the time that uh, chapter 2 came around, the, <laughs> the, the uh, people had already been saved because the redemption of the cross was uh, complete. Jesus breathed on his disciples and received the Holy Spirit, and they were saved. And he took them out by the seashore, and he's preaching to them. And because redemption was complete. Redemption was complete. 
And so therefore, uh, but then he says, I want you to, I want you to tarry. Here's what we have to recognize. Don't you even go out and try to share the good news yet. And, and here's what we have to recognize. The two works of the Holy Spirit that David spoke of, the inner working of God's spirit in our life, transforming us, changing us from glory to glory. But then the dunamis power that came on Pentecost was not for us. We have an amen to that. Let's look at the first thing that happened when God poured out his spirit. I remind you, not everybody moves into what God's calling them to. In fact, there was over 500 in his last time at the, at the river and at the ocean and at the lake where they were at. And when he told them, I want you to go back and I want you to tarry until the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit already, they already had the peace of God. He was already there. He said, till you be endued with power from on high. Now, I want you to recognize that we need to recognize when the power of God, endued power comes on our lives, it is not for you. What happened here in chapter 2? And let's, in verse 4, let's go to there. And everyone that was present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in languages they didn't know. For the Holy Spirit gave them ability. Many godly Jews were in Jerusalem that day for the religious celebration, having arrived from many nations. And when they heard the roaring of the sky, I mean, there was excitement. There was supernatural. There was roaring in the sky. And, but what's the first, first thing that hit when the Holy Spirit came in power? Well, they began to speak with other tongues. There's diversity of tongues, but the tongues here is they began to speak in languages that they never learned. And the issue is that many these are uneducated fishermen. They never took language courses. And yet, guess what? The, what was the first thing that started happening? So that what? The gospel may be what? Spread. Now, the key reason why the Holy Spirit wants to fall on the church to empower us to preach the gospel with signs and with wonders. We see a lot of signs, a lot of healings around here, but God wants to empower us. Not And so many times I say we get involved with the power of the Holy Spirit. We love worshiping, giving praise to the Lord and all that. But I'm going to tell you something. That's not why he's been given. In Christ. It's all about you. It's his power. Saved, cleansed, hallelujah. But when the Holy Spirit comes in power, and dunamis power, it really is for the church to what? Pass it on. Now, I'm going to tell you something. We have to recognize something. We make excuses for ourselves. For not, Well, I don't, I don't have that gift. I don't have that uh, calling. I don't, let me say, our call ministry being here is not only to be a light for people to look at, but that in all that we do, we seek to pass the good news of the gospel. Talking to a young man the other day, and I said, you know, let me tell you something. We really have, we have really formulated ourselves into trying to be nice. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. One of the most loving things you can tell anybody is that... Uh, if you got out Christ, you're hell bound. 
people cringe. Oh, all they want to do is talk about hell. I'm going to tell you something. We as a church, we need to move with God because we're going to be accountable. Because guess what? Those that are around you do not see that the bridge is out. But you see that the bridge is out. Amen? You know that the bridge is out. You know without Christ, there is no hope for eternity. You know it. The church knows it. We hear it. We've stuffed ourselves with it. We've heard it over and over and over and over and over. And yet, we, many times, we keep it to ourselves. And the Bible says, you either go tell them. You say, well, if they want to know, they can come in. No. They're blind. But you see. Amen? So, therefore, the blind, you go... I know in heaven, there's not an eternity judgment. There's going to be people say, well, why didn't you tell me? Because the Holy Spirit is here, the many. That's why in these last days, that's why there's a move of the Spirit right there. The vision of send is to, you are filled with God's holy power to create and to allow God to put a vision for ministry in your heart that we may touch the lives of others. Amen? <coughs> why didn't you tell us? Now, I can't do this in my own strength. So that's why we need to recognize, why did the Lord say to the disciples, tarry until the Spirit of God comes upon you. So that with it, down there, I mean, they had praise, worship, wow, it was wild. But, you know, anytime the gospel's preached, miracles follow. So guess who ended up on the platform besides a lot of other people? Benny Hinn. And people began to be healed throughout that audience. Where the gospel is preached in power, miracles and signs and wonders. According to the word, not according to Jim Chapel. According to the word, not according to the church of the brethren. Not according to the Baptist church, or the Methodist, or the Presbyterian. According to the word. How many word people do we have around here? Yes, yes, yes. You know, we need to recognize that everything that has come before us, if it's in Christ, you're right on. But a lot of people before us, a lot of even the preachers, did not understand this day. Many times we didn't hear about it. Amen. We put it over here on some, well, this, and then this was the beginning of the church. But the Lord wants to pour out his spirit to the drawing men and women. I heard on Supernatural, the, the uh, gentleman who's in charge of that, uh, said, you know, I'll tell you, when you're winning Jews, you want to win the Greeks to the Lord, Grant wisdom. Give them wisdom. So you want to win the Jews to the Lord? They respond to miracles. Now, God does miracles. He likes us and he wants us whole and all that. But let me tell you something. He does it to get the attention of those who do not know him. Do I hear an amen on that? We are called, we are called to preach the gospel. And then these signs shall follow them that believe okay and so here we find they began to preach now if you want to hear we talked about this before Peter's over here just got out from hiding in the house scared to death just like all of us are many times afraid like I told you I went to Chicago to share the good news of the gospel there was a seminar on how I'm sharing Jesus door to door and of course I went and I thought the seminar was great until they said, um, now, after lunch, we're all meeting back here and getting on buses 
and we're going out into the middle of Chicago, and we're going knocking on doors sharing Jesus. And I go, wow, that's wow. <laughs> I did a double take on that. You know why? Because we're all afraid that people will reject us. We're always afraid, always afraid. Now, see, we need a greater power to help us overcome those fears because the Holy Spirit is there to help us. And that's why he's in the ministry of the gospel. And so in fear, we get off the bus, and four of us go up to this first porch and rapped on the door. And I'll be honest with you, I was praying. And my prayer was that nobody was home. <laughs> Lord, don't let anybody hear. Well, here comes a little uh, uh, Mexican lady. She comes out, and she's very gracious, spoke English, uh, broken English. See, this one, uh, we begin to share, we're here to share the good news of the gospel. Now, see, this is what I'm saying is many of us are not telling it. We, we, we think they don't want to hear it. Let's get that in our head. We, because we're, we have a guard up, so because we're afraid of persecution, we're afraid they don't want to hear it, and they won't react right to us. And we want to look like healthy Christians. My Christians, that, that we have no problem. And so we just shared a simple gospel with her. And, and I said, they, we said, we're still at the door. Would you like to receive Jesus as your personal Savior? And she looked at us. She said, yes, I would. Well, guess who was shocked? I'm, I'm dwelling on this point because we need to get through this. We all have that hesitation, and we accept it as normal because some of us are more timid than others. But we go, we'll leave this up to the ones with the outgoing personality. He didn't say go out and perform. He said, just tell them about Jesus. That's the key. Tell them about Jesus. And so, so we pray for that lady. And the Lord, what amazed me was he just couldn't believe it. we weren't in church. We weren't at the altar. We weren't at, and, but the Spirit of God came all over that front porch as that little lady accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Now, folks, this is what we're here for. And the problem is we stop glowing and our light stops shining when we get totally self-involved. The Bible tells us, and I'm going to speak to you, when you're thinking about yourself, whether it's, and I'm going to tell you something, I'm a prime candidate for that. Because my legs have hurt for 24 years. And it's very easy to be thinking about yourself when you have pain. Amen? Very easy to think what I can do, what I can't do. So we have to fight it. There's various reasons. But you know and I know if you want to get depressed and go down, start thinking about yourself. But the Bible says, church, I've called you to a lost and dying world. And when we know that we're not here just to get along with each other and try to make sure everybody's happy, and when we realize that we are here for a purpose, and that's others that might know the Lord, and that others may come into the kingdom because the Lord is coming back. And sometime I'm going to preach a message or a series on hell. I said, why preach hell to the Christians? Because I think Christians, we need to get a glimpse of what we've been saved for and where all those that are lost are going. That can be the most loving thing. Because basically we are saying, and I'm guilty too, we really don't care. What we're concerned about is me and my family get there. Now you don't let us sit, sit around and think that, but it's the truth. That's how we handle the gospel. It's not, we're, we're here to tell somebody else. We're here to glorify the name of the Lord. Carry the name of Jesus. 
So that about 99,000, 100,000 young people, and uh, they sent them out, and they start praying for God to give vision and send out the ministries. And they were praying for ministries into the high schools, <laughs> ministries into the colleges. Lord, send them. Raise up young people right now. That's what we're here for. We're here. This power is not here just for us to play with and go, wow, isn't God good? We had a wonderful time. It is out to be commissioned to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I said, we need to, if you want to be re relit, how many want to be relit? <laughs> if you want to be relit, stop thinking about yourself and about your church. You need to support your church. You need to be in it. You need to be there with it. But you are thinking about others. Told you about the guy next door to us, the Catholic. Like his first words to us when we moved in there was, you know, uh, we're Catholic. And Sharon goes, yeah. <laughs> well, usually we're, we're pretty much rejected if, if we, uh, people find that out. And I said, Sharon says, well, hey. You know, you know the Lord, don't you? You trust the Lord? Yeah. Well, the little did I know that there was a little, his daughter who became Southern Baptist uh, was praying for her parents. And one of the prayers she prayed, she came up to us later and told us, was pray for somebody to come into that house that could help lead her father to the Lord. I said, are we even praying like that? If you're too scared to go out, are we praying like that? And so we move in there. Little did we know that was happening. But I became friends of his, and suddenly he ends up with cancer. And I didn't preach a lot. We'd share from time to time. And uh, so he started getting worse. And uh, I finally heard that he was, he was fading. So I went over and pulled up my chair, and I sat down. I said, now, there's not a lot of time left. <laughs> I think we need to get serious. Well, I knew that he had been studying the scriptures uh, concerning salvation, so I knew it was in there. In fact, there was some, but nobody ever asked him if he wanted to accept the Lord. See, sometimes we can say, you know, <laughs> Brother Flippin, you know, this Bible says this, the Bible says that, but we never say, Brother Flippin, would you like to come to know the Lord? We need to break flat. That's, that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to break through that. God did not call us. We, the enemy makes us intimidated. The enemy makes us fearful. And we're inferior. and We feel less and we're afraid that people will respond to us negatively. And we're being defeated from what God has called us to. And so I pulled up my chair and I sat down there. And I said, let me tell you something. Uh, it's time to receive the Lord. We're running out of time. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to tell you, I'm so glad. I was waiting for the right timing. That was the right timing. He nodded his head, and we started to pray. His wife down on her face on the bed, and we started declaring and asking God to forgive him and to cleanse him and to make him over. He was a good Catholic, but he was never a believer. You're around a lot of people that way. They're good Methodists. They're good Baptists. But did they ever accept Jesus Christ as their Savior? Because I don't care if they've been sitting in church all their lives. They're on their way to hell. When I talk to people, do they you think they know the Lord? They go, uh, well, they're good people. They're good neighbors. I want you to know there's a lot of good people, ignorant good people sitting in hell today burning. 
and wish that somebody would have told them. And those are the days we may get our fingers pointed at because God has given us all opportunities and we hesitate to do it. How I knew this brother besides the peace of God that came in his heart. I knew that the priest was on his way for the last rites and the final confession. So I out there and he, the spirit of God's on him and his wife. And, and so uh, I heard this from his daughter. The priest comes in after we left. He said, I'm here for your last rites, and I'm here for your final confession. And you know, see what Jesus makes the difference? I said, they were blind. Within 20 minutes, he saw. He said to the priest, no, thank you. I've already done that. That's within 20 minutes. He knew in his heart that it was now right. Amen? That Jesus made it right. And he didn't need the help of another man or a priest to be interceding. No reflection of the priest, but didn't need to intercede them anymore because he just met the high priest. And I walked out of that place praising God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm sharing these examples with you. God has people lined up for you. That he has filled you with the spirit of God and he's called you. That there's somebody you need to start praying for. Or I start believing that doesn't know Jesus. But, and start praying. And if the Lord leads you there, then you better go where you're going. But w- these are the things. Now, here. <coughs> we want to hear well down, you know, good and faithful servant. Now, I'm going to say, we immediately think, well, I've taught for years. Or I preached for years. Or I was always at church. Or I ran the youth group. You know, that's really, that's good, but that's not what he's asking. Because this is not about any of that in the church. It's part of our church. But what did you do to get people saved? That's when you're going to hear, well done. I've heard people say about Billy Graham when he went bopping into heaven. I'd love to have been there. Now, he, he got in there the same way we're getting in, by the cross and the grace of God. But the knowledge of the, those that have been born again. Now, my encouragement to us as a church, the time is coming and God's spirit is saying it to us. It, it is time that we begin to enjoy the Lord. We have been enjoying him. We, we've had last week the power of God fell on this place. Uh, it was just fantastic. And I love it. He wants to do that. But if, we're, if that's the end, then we're going to stop growing. Then we're going to stop developing. I could take you several churches that I know started out in a great revival and died on the spot. Because I'm going to tell you something. If we're not giving out, this is why a lot of troubled churches, they're picking, <laughs> they're complaining. They're picking at each other because guess what? They're not doing what God called them to do. Do I hear an amen to that? They're not doing. We are called. Not, you know, last thing in the world, the Lord needs another church in Stewart Drive. In fact, we have about five new ones a week that are starting us. Have you noticed every storeroom is being bought up and, and churches are going? Yeah, 
you. So why is it here? Well, it gives us a place to be born, a place to be baptized, and a place to die. So we're well equipped here. We have the coming and the going. He said, but you're a light. You're salt. And you're he, you are the only, and here, here's the thing we want to look at. We are the only way that people can be saved by telling them. He didn't tell you to save them. He told you to tell for them, Jesus, amen. So the devil thinks we, we need to get them saved. No, we need to pray for them. And when the opportunity comes, we need to tell them about Jesus. Then, then the blood of that person is no longer on my hands. Let me tell you something. Why the blood, the Bible says the blood of Jesus is going, uh, uh, is going to be in your hands. The blood of that person. I want us to think about that. We don't talk this way a lot of times, but we need to get in here and dig up a little bit. If you're around people all the time and, and never tell them about Jesus, because I'm going to let my light shine. Well, you can let it shine, and it's good. But you need to tell them about Jesus. Share Jesus with them. Uh, and because here's the, I'll say it again in the beginning. They are blind. You are not blind. You know what's coming. They don't know what's coming. They will not know it until somebody what? Tells them what's coming. And that means without Christ, we're going to spend eternity in hell. We need to shake us, shake ourselves up so we really get concerned again. Amen? Now, that's what we're here for. We're not here for all the things that we've prone to. All these other things that we enjoy as a church and a body are, are benefits. <laughs> They're benefits. Families, fellowship, those are all wonderful benefits, and we don't want to stop any of those. But we need to get our focus on what is our vision and what is the real reason we're sitting here on this top Serving God. That's why I'm saying to you, God's going to move and bring a revival here to accomplish what he started. Amen. He's going to start here. That we can see people saved. Brought into the kingdom. There's two new ones right here we're talking to. One, uh, and God has just saved them. So they were both on their way to hell. They know that. Now they're on their way to heaven. Isn't that great? Talk about the greatest miracle that one moment you're headed for hell and you say yes to Jesus. And I don't care how bad you are. Jesus, I repent. Come on. And I mean, he doesn't even think twice. It's the church that goes, I don't know. We better find somebody else that's not quite as bad to get them saved. Because they're going to be a hard nut to crack. I've heard people say that. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord sees everyone equally, and he knows what it takes to get them saved. And, he got, and, he, and I'm going to tell you something. We ought to be saved. Have people pointing at us going, thank you for being faithful. Not just a Sunday school teacher, not just a board member. Thank you for being faithful to tell the good news of the gospel. Now, the joy, and I'll close with this one, the joy that I experienced on that front porch in Chicago in a scary neighborhood 
By the time that woman said amen and the Spirit of God just came all over her, I was ready to go. Because there's nothing greater. And here's what keeps and maintains the joy in the body of the believer. It's called soul winner's joy. How many have been around somebody when they say yes to Jesus? The joy that you feel there, that becomes yours as well. Amen? And that's what begins to stimulate your joy. The more you see, look, you see all these babies that are down there in the nursery. Right now. You see them come in here. And, and everybody's going, oh, they bring joy, don't they? So babies and babes in the body of Christ bring us joy. Bring us joy to see more and more. Not adding up numbers for White Hill. We've had our big numbers. We had a big crowd last week. But look what the Lord does. He said, okay, enjoy that crowd last week. <laughs> uh, they're gone for the moment. But I'm just simply saying it's been a crazy day. I, we had so many people calling, we're sick, we're sick. And I go, well, okay, but guess what? The Lord has us here. Now, the power of God fell, and they began to preach. And here's Peter, scared to death, hiding. After Jesus had just finally said, right when he rose from the dead, he said, go back and tell my disciples that are visiting. And he didn't forget Peter. And Peter just messed up. I love that. And yet, remember what I told Peter? He said, you're going to be the cornerstone. I'm going to build my church. What he was saying is, you're going to preach the first message in the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the power of the church. So he got up and he preached. And uh, what was the first number? Boy, I love that number. 3,000. Then the next time it happened, 5,000. Well, no man can do that. The Lord didn't ask you to do any of that. He asked you to share the good news. Amen. In Africa, and the pastor of, of Reverend Bonke, uh, who's been a missionary to Africa and has seen millions come to the Lord. In fact, he had one service where over one million, can you imagine the size of the service? Over one million accepted Christ in one night. So they, they couldn't find stadiums, they couldn't find tents, uh, but he went in the power of the Spirit, God gave him a vision, and the, the crowds were just absolutely, they just had to take them in fields, and they put up screens and more fields, and, and just people everywhere, because God's moving, and Bonky was willing to go. So we're standing there with his associate now who's taking over his ministry. <laughs> they, somebody remarked, uh, well, I'm sure this is about the size of the, the counselor's sessions <laughs> with the 99,000. Because God can do so much more. And, and over a million cards came in that one night. Well, how does that happen? Because somebody says yes to the Holy Spirit and does what the Spirit of God says. And when God says it and we put it off for another time, we're really, really, really missing out. You are called to share. Start by praying for the lost. <laughs> Start by praying. And pray for those that are ours that you see going out. And then start saying, Lord, I want to be part of it. So you direct my paths. 
And how many want their joy restored? Do it. And then guess what? Then you have the privilege of coming up beside, as we're endeavoring to do with these ladies here, coming up beside them and what? Leading them, discipling them, stretching yourself, sharing your life. That's what God's doing on the earth. And we've got to let the enemy, let him have it. In the nose and the eyes and everything else with a cross. We're tired of just being Christians. We want to be the people you've called. Do you agree with that? That's pretty mild. Do you agree? You want to be what God wants you to be, don't you? That's all I'm saying. Not what the preachers think you should or I should. David thinks you should be. We need to go digging. Lord, I want your Holy Spirit to be poured out on me so that I am empowered to do those things that you want me to do, but I'm scared to do them. Usually, if you're really being fought, it's a good sign that the devil doesn't want you to share him. <laughs> so we need to push through with the power of God. Remember when the power fell? They started to preach. When the fire of God falls on you, reading the power of God for you to start sharing the good news. It's there for you to start praying for the sick, demonstrating the power of God. We've seen him heal so many people around here, and yet he wants to do it even more. And it's just because he loves the people. Yes, he does, and he wants, you, he wants you well. But the greater is, do you realize something? If we would do what the Bible said, Jesus did all his own advertisement concerning his evangelistic work. People say, well, we don't want to get into healing. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed them all. And many believed on him. Do I hear an amen to that? Because they saw the power of God. They saw a living God. They sensed his presence. And his Holy Spirit became real. So we want to, how many want to get in with what God's doing today? Yes, we do. I do. Yeah. So we're not going to make anything happen, folks. So if you think the preacher's going to Trying to make something happen, no, but we're going to trust God that you'll let it happen in your personal life, first of all. That you'll let it happen. Because the enemy, and I'll leave it this side, the enemy, if he cannot keep you out of hell, uh, he will stop what God has in store to use you. Many times the church, we go, praise God, I'm out of hell but we don't know where to go from here, what to do. Where, where, where am I? And the enemy will stand there and give you all kinds of fears and doubts and uncertainty. Let's push through it. Lord, fill me with your spirit to send me. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. And, Lord, we're here to be used. We're here to enjoy you. We're here to enjoy each other. We're here to fellowship with you, and you are our Father, and we give you praise for that. And all that we have, and all that we have enjoyed, uh, we count it a blessing from you. But yet the Spirit is here not for us to. I've heard one preacher say, "Is aren't we enough? Is, aren't we enough? No, we're not enough. Because it's the Father's desire that none should perish. He's not going to be satisfied. That's why he's lingering. 
He's not going to be satisfied for many more coming to the kingdom, for he doesn't want anyone lost. And we want to, in the coming months ahead, we want, Lord, make us the church. We cannot make it happen, happen but I begin, uh, I'm talking and I'm a good one to try to make it happen. We can't make it happen, but I begin to open myself up to you. This aspect of my Christian life, I want to be victorious, whether it's one person or whether it's two or whatever it is, I want to be a faithful servant of yours that we may glean and see because, Lord, when this harvest comes in, we're going to be caught away. So we don't have a whole lot of time. We don't have a lot of time. Now is the hour. Grant us vision as we sit here. This message is not to condemn or put down anybody. It's to stir our hearts that we do have a responsibility and a calling and a purpose. Some of us have gifts stronger gifts than others. But Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. We all have a tongue. We all have a heart. We all have people around us that need Jesus. Oh God, use us, we pray, in the coming years. We do worship you. We do give you praise. Father, grant us vision in our hearts, finding our place for the purpose that many may come to you as life everlasting. Our goal and our confidence is in you today. We can't do anything I spoke about. We cannot do without you. So Holy Spirit, be poured out that many may come to know you as life. We worship you, Jesus. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's our King. He's our King. He has risen from the dead, and he's our King. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone stand together. If you responded to anything to this message, I want you to just sit there before the Lord and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I do want, I want to know what you have in mind for me. I want to be used to the advancement of the kingdom. The world is in terrible shape. Our world is, can only be changed by you. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. Lord, use us. Grant your vision. I pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said...